0: COMING UP ON THE OVERCOMING LIFE WITH JIMMY EVANS. I DON'T KNOW WHERE WE WOULD BE TODAY WITHOUT CHURCH, BUT I'M TELLING YOU WE WOULD BE DEFEATED. CHURCH HAS SAVED OUR LIVES, BUT THE DEVIL IS CONSTANTLY ACCUSING SPIRITUAL AUTHORITY, CONSTANTLY ACCUSING US TO ONE ANOTHER, AND WE HAVE GOT TO BE COMMITTED TO ONE ANOTHER THE WAY THAT JESUS IS COMMITTED TO US, AND TO DO THAT WE HAVE TO TAKE EVERY THOUGHT CAPTIVE AND NEVER GO TO BED angry. AND WHEN WE HAVE A PROBLEM TO WORK IT OUT BIBLICALLY IN LOVE AND TO BELIEVE ALL THINGS AND HOPE ALL THINGS and ENDURE ALL THINGS NOT TO BELIEVE THE WORDS. GOD'S WILL every person in an intimate relationship with him, a loving, committed marriage and family, a strong Bible-believing church, and in right standing with authority on every level. That's God's will. Satan's will is every person separated from God without committed and loving marriage and family relationships, without a church and rebellion to authority, welcome to America. That's exactly what we see. Is Satan working, the devil, Diabolos, working on every level to divide us from every redemptive relationship? And God has created us to need him and to need each other. God created everything he created, and he said it was very good except for one thing a man by himself. He saw Adam by himself. He said, That's not good. That man, it's not good for that man to be alone. Marriage is of God. We need marriage, we need family, we need church, we need authority. Those are four redemptive relationships that God has put in all of our lives and so Satan understands that. So his job is to divide us and separate us from every redemptive relationship but we can easily overcome him. Satan tempts Adam and Eve and they sin. And then after they sin, remember Genesis 2.25 says that God made them naked without shame. There was absolutely no shame of their nakedness. Now, after they've sinned, they're ashamed. And God finds Adam and Eve, and Adam is hiding from God, and God says to Adam, what is this that you've done? And Adam says, I'm afraid because I'm naked. God says, who told you that? Now, God never asks a question to get an answer. It's not like God's going, well, I wonder how you got that. (laughs) Here's what God is saying. You know that serpent that you were talking to? As soon as you sinned, you gave him an opening because sin is an opening. And he used that opening to whisper into your spirit that you were sexually defective. Because whoever controls your sex controls you for generations. That's why Satan is so interested in this. Who told you that? See, you've been deviled and you don't even know it. If you don't know how to deal with the devil, if you don't know how to do warfare with the devil, he will slither in, slither out, and you don't even know you've been deviled. And this is exactly what happened to Adam and Eve. It's what happens to people every day long, all day long because we're dealing with Diabolos, but we don't understand how he wars. So this is 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war. We're at war with the devil. We do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds casting down arguments, everything that argues, all the arguments in our minds, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. We walk in the flesh, but we don't war according to the flesh. The the weapons of our warfare are not guns and bombs and knives. The weapons of our warfare are God's thoughts. And we are taking every thought captive. Any thought that you don't take captive will take you captive. Let me say it another way. Any thought that you have not taken captive already has you captive. And this says that we're pulling down strongholds, that we're coming against casting down arguments. Karen dealt, we we both dealt with condemnation. I'll talk more about mine here in just a minute. But Karen, when I married her, I've never met a person with more self-hate and lower self-esteem than Karen when I met her ever. And she would read the Bible and she would read the verses that talked about God's love and immediately there were arguments in her mind that says God can't love you. That's what it is. You know that there are arguments in your mind because you read the word of God, it starts arguing. Your thoughts begin to argue with that. It says every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Satan does not want us to know God, so he builds strongholds within our thinking that try to keep us from knowing God. Condemnation for well, whatever it might be, deception, whatever it might be in our minds. So how do you win this war against the devil? You take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. The word obedience there means spear point. It means you're at war and every thought that comes into your mind has got to be examined because Satan has access to our thoughts. Satan whispers lies into our minds, but he's stealthy, he's subtle. He doesn't advertise himself. It would just be so much easier if the devil would just knock on our door, we open the door, red suit, horns, bifurcated tail, pitchfork, I'm Satan H. Devil and I'd like to come in and destroy you. Nope, that'd be easy. But he's sly, he's subtle. And he slithers in and whispers a thought into our minds, you can't be saved. You've done too much to be forgiven. God doesn't love you, if God loved you, then why did he let this happen? If God loved you, why didn't he let you pay your bills? If God loves you, then why are there people doing better and you're not doing so good? Constant, constant, constant. How do you know it's the devil? Because it doesn't line up with the word of God. Matthew chapter seven, Jesus said, you have a perfect father. He knows everything about you and he cares. Do you know that he knows everything about your life before you even pray? And he called his disciples, oh, you of little faith. That was his pet name for them. <laughs> oh, you of little faith. Sometimes the, the devil to this day, the devil will come and something will happen, and you know, something bad happens, or you know, something and And to this day, the devil will come and begin to accuse God to me. And when the devil begins to accuse God to me, I know it's him because it's an accusation against God and it's not of the Bible. Okay, I take that thought captive and here's what I say to the devil. I have a perfect father and he cares about everything in my life and he's totally faithful. I will not let you separate me from my God, you evil devil. And before I knew, before I knew how to take my thoughts captive, before I knew how to expose the devil working in my mind and the arguments and the strongholds and everything he was doing in my mind, it was constant, constantly, my mind was just constantly being attacked. And I thought, well, I love God, but does he love me? And why is it so hard? Why is it, why is it so hard? Well, it was hard because I didn't know how to war. But the weapons of our warfare, are not material, the weapons of our warfare are divinely powerful to destroy the devil. What are the weapons of our warfare? Taking every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Every thought that comes in, there are no rogue thoughts in my mind. There's nothing there that's not being inspected. And every thought that comes into my mind, I put a spear under its neck and say, you're gonna listen to what Jesus has to say. I'm taking you obedient to Jesus, and Jesus, tell this thought if it can stay or not. And according to the standard of the word of God, which is easy, any thought that accuses God, any thought that accuses you, any thought that accuses your spouse, your pastor, your church, or authority, is of the devil rejected. You take that thought captive, and you reject that thought. So he's constantly accusing God to us, using every opportunity he can, every problem, to accuse God. Well, he's also accusing us to God. This is another way that he wants to divide us from God. This is Revelation 12. I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accuses them before our God day and night has been cast down and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens and you who dwell in them Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. Very soon the devil's going to get thrown out of heaven and God's sick and tired of listening to him, yak. He accuses us before God day and night. So he, now when I say that the devil's not omnipresent, so he has an echelon of evil beings that do his bidding. So generally, we're dealing with relatively powerless demons. Their only power really is deception. They're very easy to overcome. But the devil is in the presence of God often, the Bible says, accusing us to God day and night. Let me tell you the good news. God doesn't listen to the stinking devil. (laughs) There is not one chance that God will ever accuse you to God and God will listen to it. You know why? Because your advocate, Jesus Christ, is standing at the right hand of God. And he is there to defend us. So, so God will never listen to it. Here's the third thing he does to separate us from God. He accuses us to ourselves. And this is a huge one. Now, we all, we all fall short of the glory of God. None of us are perfect. So we're in a constant state of imperfection. And the only thing that perfects us is the blood of Jesus. So, but we make mistakes. So when you make a mistake, the Holy Spirit convicts. And here's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Specific, loving, and helpful. Here's the voice of the Holy Spirit. I've known the Holy Spirit for 44 years. So you make a mistake. Here's the voice of the Holy Spirit. Honey, that's not good. So let's don't do that anymore, and I'll help you. Let's not do that it anymore. It's okay. I love you. Let's not do that anymore. Never angry never threatening he's precious the devil condemns conviction is specific and sweet with an offer to help condemnation is general and there's no way out of it you are no good you are you're no you're weak you're pathetic you've told god you wouldn't do that a million times and you've done it a million times How many times are you gonna keep telling God you're gonna change and you're not gonna change? You're not like other people. You can't be saved and you can't be forgiven. So stay away from God, he's sick of listening to your whiny, no good mouth. That's the voice of the devil. No help, no help, general condemnation, 100% of the time it is wrong and it's of the devil. Number two, he's trying to separate us from our spouses. He hates marriage. Matthew 19, the Pharisees also came to him testing him and saying to him, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? She burns the biscuits. That's that's what they meant. (laughs) That's what it meant, that women were property. There was no divorce proceeding. There was no divorce court. Your wife made you mad. You walked her to the front door, sent her away. He answered and said to them, have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. And the two shall become one flesh, so then they are no longer two but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. They said to him, Why then did Moses command to give a certificate of divorce and put her away? Which Moses did not. He said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, permitted you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. Because of the hardness, of your hearts towards your wives, Moses permitted divorce so there wouldn't be a murder or something like that. So let me ask this question. So, a lot of nervous people in here, I'm telling you right now. A lot of nervous people in this place. So, how does a person, how does a couple Go from being so tender hearted and madly in love to being so bitter and hard hearted toward one another. And here's the answer, Ephesians 4. Be angry, do not sin, do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to diablos, The devil, diablos. Be angry, don't sin, don't let the sun go down on your anger or you will give an opening to diablos. So when you go to bed on anger, You have left an opening, and he will slither in and accuse your spouse to you and slither out, and you'll never know that you've been deviled. First of all, you're deceived. You you believe a lie about your spouse. The second thing is you lose your passion. The passion leaves your marriage, and you end up hard-hearted. So that's what I'm about to say. If you're a grudge holder, if you've gone to bed angry, you're under the influence of diabolism. And you have deeply held beliefs about people that are lies. And those lies have separated you from those people. I'm not saying that all people are wonderful. Sometimes people have problems. Listen, when you're walking in love and forgiveness, you can trust how you feel. When it's consistent with the word of God. When you're walking in anger and bitterness, You can never trust how you feel because anger and bitterness that you go to bed on opens the door for Diabolos. And that day, what I realized is, I can no longer justify this Evans dysfunction of going to bed angry and being quiet. It is wrong, it's dysfunctional, and it's opening the door to the devil. So here's what Karen and I decided. We're going to to make things right before we go to bed. And here's what I have found. I become more humble the later it gets. Seven o'clock, I got a lot of fight in me. Eight o'clock, nine o'clock, I'm still going strong. 10 o'clock, I might be wrong. (laughs) 11 o'clock, I probably am wrong. Midnight, it's all my fault. (laughs) But see, even if your spouse won't make things right with you, you can still devil-proof your heart by forgiving them before you go to bed. But we are committed, Karen and I are committed, we are not gonna let an evil devil divide us from one another because he wants to. And that includes your parents, that includes everyone in your family. He's constantly trying to do it. Number three, relationship he's trying to divide is us from church. Here's some things the devil probably understands that we might not understand. Jesus said, Matthew 18, 20, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in their midst. There is a special anointing of God's presence when we're together God is always present with us personally but when we come together as believers for the sake of Christ He said we're two or more gathered in my name that means for the purposes of God there I am in your midst. why doesn't the devil, why doesn't Jesus make us that promise when we're by ourselves because he doesn't want us by ourselves. He wants us to be together listen the wolf loves the lone sheep that is separated from the flock. But the wolf never attacks the flock, especially when they're close to the shepherd. Matthew 16, 18, I say to you that you're Peter. On this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. There is a special anointing of power and protection when we're together. This is Hebrews 10. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. That means the end times. It means don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together. You guys are in church, so you don't need to be hearing this, but come together, exhort one another, encourage one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Let me tell you, we're living in the most evil day in human history. And isn't it encouraging to come together with like-minded believers and encourage each other in the faith? It is. But everything that happens, you know, we've been in church, church saved our lives. Uh, In fact, one of the things that saved our marriage one time is I was being a bad boy, and Karen called our Sunday school teachers on me. And uh, I came home and... Uh, and she, I was being real, I was being real bad. She said, uh, "We're having dinner with Kerman Weffel." I said, "Why?" She said, "Because I told him and uh, I called him and told him everything you're doing." <laughs> well, that's sister. <laughs> so we had dinner with them, and they were real sweet. And he turned to me during dinner and just basically told me he used to be a jerk like me. <laughs> and, I don't know where we would be today without church, but I'm telling you, we would be defeated. Church has saved our lives, but the devil is constantly accusing spiritual authority, constantly accusing us to one another, and we have got to be committed to one another the way that Jesus is committed to us, and to do that, we have to take every thought captive and never go to bed angry. And when we have a problem to work it out biblically in love and to believe all things and hope all things endure all things not to believe the worst the way that he would love us to do the fourth relationship the devil wants to divide us from is authority all authority is from god this is romans 13. let every soul be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from god and the authorities that exist are appointed by god therefore whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of god And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, for you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. If you do evil, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. The devil's a rebel, and he wants to incite us to rebellion. Why does he want to incite us to rebellion? Because authority covers us, and when we're under authority, the devil can't touch us. James 4, submit to God, then resist the devil. He'll flee from you. Authority is not cramping my style. Authority is covering my life. And in order for the devil to destroy us, he has to incite us to rebellion. Because as soon as we're in rebellion, we're out from under covering, and then he can strike. And so he's constantly accusing authority to us, trying to tell us you're smarter than them. They don't know what they're doing. Look at them making mistakes. and just constantly accusing. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter what they're doing. And I'm not talking about some horrible abusive authority, but I'm saying all authority is imperfect. And he uses every imperfection to sit there and question them and to accuse them until finally we rebel and then he's there. And we have to take those thoughts captive and say, it doesn't matter, devil how smart they are, how good they are, they're my boss. They're my authority, and I'm going to respect them because they're my authority. And so Jesus, Jesus one time was, was talking about Israel, and he said, how many times I wanted to take you under my, hen as a, a hen, or under my wing as a hen gathers her chicks? And he was saying, if you would just listen to me and come under my authority, I would protect you. And so we have to remember all authority is from God. Church is of God, our our Christian brothers and sisters. These are precious, important relationships in our lives, and they're worth fighting for. Marriage is of God, family is of God. We're gonna have to fight Diabolos. Everyone who succeeds in marriage is gonna have to fight Diabolos. And the most precious relationship in our lives is God himself, and we're gonna have to fight for that relationship because Satan, the devil, is constantly accusing God to us and us to ourselves we have been equipped to overcome but we must expose the devil in how he operates he's stealthy he's slithery he's a liar but we have authority over him and we need to use it i hope that that teaching today was an encouragement to you you know when the lord gave me these messages you know he really just showed me you know kind of a supernatural way People being defeated and devoured by the devil, and you know we have a special ministry in the area of marriage called Marriage Today, and you can see all of our programs and get all of our resources on MarriageToday.com. But I believe every divorce and every defeated uh, marriage is the is the result of diablos, the slander, taking opportunity to slander spouses to one another. Satan hates our relationship with God. AND SO HE'S USING EVERY OPPORTUNITY HE CAN TO ACCUSE GOD TO US, TO ACCUSE US AS SPOUSES AND FAMILIES TO EACH OTHER. HE WANTS TO KEEP US OUT OF CHURCH AND ISOLATED BECAUSE WE'RE A BODY, THE BODY OF CHRIST. WE NEED TO BE TOGETHER. YOU DON'T WANT TO SEE A BODY LAYING OUT WITH ALL THE PARTS SEPARATED. YOU WANT TO SEE A BODY TOGETHER. GOD WANTS US TOGETHER AS A BODY OF BELIEVERS. I DON'T KNOW WHERE I'D BE TODAY IF IT WERE NOT FOR MY PRECIOUS BROTHERS AND SISTERS IN CHRIST. THE BODY OF CHRIST, THE CHURCH. AND SATAN WANTS TO DIVIDE US FROM AUTHORITY BECAUSE HE KNOWS THAT ALL AUTHORITY IS FROM GOD. AND AUTHORITY IS A COVERING IN OUR LIFE THAT PROTECTS US. SO DIABLOS, THE SLANDERER, IS SLANDERING, TRYING TO DEFEAT US. AND today ON THIS PROGRAM, WHAT I'M SAYING TO YOU IS, YOU HAVE BEEN EQUIPPED TO OVERCOME HIM, TO TAKE YOUR THOUGHTS CAPTIVE, TO EXPOSE HIM WHEN HE COMES AND LIES TO YOU, AND TO HAVE A THRIVING RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. THIS IS THE VISION FOR YOUR LIFE I HOPE YOU SEE TODAY. GOD WANTS YOU TO HAVE A THRIVING RELATIONSHIP WITH HIM, A THRIVING MARRIAGE AND FAMILY, A THRIVING RELATIONSHIP IN YOUR LOCAL CHURCH WITH YOUR BROTHERS AND SISTERS IN CHRIST, AND A THRIVING RELATIONSHIP WITH EVERY AUTHORITY FIGURE IN YOUR LIFE. THAT'S WHAT VICTORY LOOKS LIKE. THIS PROGRAM IS CALLED THE OVERCOMING LIFE BECAUSE I'M HERE TO HELP YOU TO OVERCOME. AND ONE OF THE THINGS that YOU'RE GOING TO NEED TO OVERCOME TO BE ABLE TO LIVE THE LIFE THAT GOD WANTS YOU TO LIVE IS THE DEVIL. HIM TRYING TO DIVIDE YOUR RELATIONSHIPS, BUT YOU'RE GOING TO OVERCOME HIM. NOW, THIS TEACHING ON OVERCOMING THE DEVIL uh, AND EXPOSING HIM COMES FROM A SERIES THAT I DO CALLED EXPOSING THE ENEMY. IT'S FIVE MESSAGES. RIGHT NOW, FOR YOUR GIFT OF ANY AMOUNT, WE WANT TO GIVE YOU THE FREE VIDEO DOWNLOAD OF EXPOSING SATAN. THIS IS ANOTHER MESSAGE IN THE SERIES. IF YOU'LL GIVE US ANY AMOUNT, WE'LL GIVE YOU THE DOWNLOAD, AND YOU'LL BE ABLE TO ENJOY THAT ENTIRE MESSAGE. FOR YOUR GIFT OF $55 OR MORE TO THE OVERCOMING LIFE, WE WANT TO GIVE YOU THE ENTIRE CD OR AUDIO DOWNLOAD OF EXPOSING THE ENEMY. FIVE MESSAGES THAT WILL BLESS YOU. PLUS MY BOOK, WHEN LIFE HURTS. IT'S A BOOK ON HOW TO DEAL WITH THE the PAIN OF YOUR PAST. FOR YOUR GIFT OF $85 OR MORE, WE WANT TO GIVE YOU THE ENTIRE EXPOSING THE ENEMY DVD SET, THE PHYSICAL DVD SET, OR THE VIDEO DOWNLOAD PLUS WHEN LIFE HURTS, THE BOOK. AND SO YOU COULD BE WATCHING THIS IN JUST A FEW MINUTES. WE WANT TO BLESS YOU WITH THESE RESOURCES AS YOU GIVE TO SUPPORT US HERE IN THE OVERCOMING LIFE AND HELPING US TO REACH PEOPLE ALL OVER THE WORLD. I WANT YOU TO GET THESE RESOURCES. THIS IS THE SWORD OF THE SPIRIT. IT'S LIVING, IT'S ACTIVE. YOU READ OTHER BOOKS, THE BIBLE READS YOU. And it says no creature can hide from its sight. Because when the Bible comes in you, it's going to find every demon in hell that's trying to destroy your life and it's going to defeat the devil.
1: In the Exposing the Enemy series, Jimmy Evans will unveil the devil's nature so you can easily recognize how he works. Support the Overcoming Life with your online gift of any amount. And we'll send you the Exposing Satan Session as a video download. He's
0: stealthy. He's slithery, he's a liar, but we have authority over him and we
1: need to use it. Receive the complete Exposing the Enemy series on CD or digital download and Jimmy Evans' book, When Life Hurts, for your gift of $55 or more. For your gift of $85 or more, you'll receive the complete Exposing the Enemy series on DVD or digital download. God has equipped you with everything you need to be victorious and accomplish his purpose for your life. What if you could change your life in just three weeks? We believe you can. The 21-day Total Freedom Journey is your personal path to becoming the person God made you to be, free from the pain of your past, the bondage of sin, and the tyranny of toxic thoughts. This unique online program guides you through 21 daily plans using over six hours of video teaching from Jimmy Evans and a downloadable journal for daily personal application exercises. God really just opened my eyes and just worked in some places that I didn't even know I needed Him to work in. It showed me what a bondage was, and I knew that my food addiction was not, I thought it was physical, but it wasn't. After the 21 Day Total Freedom Journey, follow up with 21 Day Inner Healing Journey. Designed in a similar format, this teaching app and journal will help transform your heart, mind, and spirit. You are three weeks away from freedom and a transformed life. Visit 21dayjourney.com. Thank you for watching The Overcoming Life with Jimmy Evans. Support The Overcoming Life with your best gift and receive the series Exposing the Enemy. Start the path to becoming the person God made you to be with the 21-Day Total Freedom Journey. With 21 daily plans and video teachings from Jimmy Evans, this app will help transform your heart, mind, and spirit. Visit 21dayjourney.com. Join Jimmy and Karen Evans on February 9th and 10th for the EXO 2018 Marriage Conference. Register online at exomarriage.com. This program is made possible by the generous support of our